are now listening to The Awakened Soul. Ladies and gentlemen, all the beautiful listeners of The Awakened Soul, this is CEO Hayes, and we're back for a yet another week and another dope episode. Promise never to leave y'all without a dope pod to step to. A few announcements uh, coming off the top here, and that is, um, first, Love Lust and The Awakened Soul will be back this week. Check out for that. It's either going to drop Wednesday or Thursday. Not quite sure yet. Um, like I said, be on the lookout for that. Me and AJ kick, killing it as always. More importantly than that, though, Hayes Day, B-Day weekend is fast approaching. First weekend in December. We'll be going down in Philly. Uh, can't wait. Can't can't Just can't wait. It's, it's going to be a good time amongst friends. And, uh, yeah, my boy Fame has been trying to get me out to Philly for uh, god knows how long um so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be some fun times uh going down for my birthday weekend the kid is turning 31 which i guess i can't really say the kid anymore i used to call myself that for years and years but yeah Hayes is not a kid anymore Hayes is old Hayes is old as dirt actually um but uh to to get you situated and ready for this episode we have um aj from the what we gonna do I love saying it like that podcast. Me and him are talking about um, men being able to be vulnerable, but we spin off into a lot. So anyone who kind of wants to peek inside the male psyche, um, we also talk about why a lot of men or most men uh, go through a period in which they feel like they have to sleep with a bunch of women and that whole mindset. So it was a fun conversation. It was a, a it was supposed to be a segment. It then spun off into basically the whole episode is just the conversation with me and him. So that's why, again, this week you guys are going to get multiple episodes of The Awakened Soul because I didn't want to cut the conversation short at all. And it was a dope conversation. Um, Hats off to AJ for joining me for that one. So uh, that conversation is dope. We're actually going to finish it. We're going to have a part two of the conversation on his podcast. So you'll hear the plugs and stuff for that the usual places you know we're good about that here at the awakened so so we are going to get ready to set the mood with our intro music on the other side of that we're to come off the rip with haze um just i got a few things on my mind that i want to talk about so we'll talk about that and then we'll get into the segment with me and Angel. All right, so before we get into our segment for today, um, I wanted to talk just just about a couple of things. One, and it's not anything too crazy, so just be prepared. It's just just some things that have been going on in my life that uh, that I've experienced that I want to talk about, and that is the new Sam Smith album. God damn! That, like, the thrill of it all is a, an amazing, amazing piece of work. It, 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 it seriously is. Anyone who likes soulful music, like, I think because, of course, he's white, I think that people don't realize maybe how, just how soulful his music is. Like, it's an amazing body of work. It's, it's honestly, it's up there for me, um, for one of my albums of the year. That, that's just period, point blank. 
I love it from the moment that I first pressed play on it. I listened to it all the way through. I listened to it for the, basically that whole first day. Amazing, amazing piece of work. Check it out if you aren't familiar. I'm sure at some point we'll do a review of the whole album once I find someone to talk uh, with me about it. And I know I know the Chris Brown album dropped too, and I haven't listened to that yet. Uh, I really don't have the interest, but uh, the Sam Smith album is just an amazing, amazing piece of work. Um, coming off that, we also, uh, I, I also saw um, the new Thor movie, Thor Ragnarok, and for anyone who's familiar with comic culture uh knows that that movie was like a comic come to life like everything about it and i and i get some of the issues people have with it is that it maybe it went a little too far into the comedy um and i and i can understand that i have i have that critique of it as well but just as far as just looking at it as a film great piece of work um and i i me and the boys from um from oversaturated the podcast uh john and ralph i believe we plan on having a discussion about that in justice league together that's going to actually be on their podcast so definitely 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 check that out for sure um and and once that happens i'll put it on my social media i'm sure i'll talk about it here uh oversaturated which i've talked about a few times both of them have been on the podcast one of my personal favorite podcasts and in just i i i, I love Love their podcast. Even before I met them, it, it's just it's a blessing that um, through podcasts and I've been able to work with them several times now. We we communicate and talk all the time, seeing each other in person, trying to get them to come out for Hayes Day, B Day weekend. Um, we'll see we'll see what happens with that. I do want to mention, however, um, and, and this this you hear me mention Bill Ray Valentine a lot. He's been on the podcast twice, I believe, um, but he has his own podcast. Uh, the Infinite Fringe, and the most recent episode of The Infinite Fringe uh, is it's about uh, some of the censorship going around in, on Google and YouTube. Um, it definitely, definitely check that that one out, please. If, I can't say stress it enough. Even if you're not big into conspiracy theories, to know some of the censorship that's going around um, on on things and, and media and stuff that people are putting out and spending their time on. It definitely was an eye opener to me. I haven't had a chance to talk to him about the podcast, about his most recent podcast yet, but it, it's eye opening. And I definitely want people to be able to, um, to check that out. Um, so yeah, yeah. Get into that. We on this episode, uh, uh, our, our senior correspondent here on race relations and politics. That is the Andrew Bello. <laughs> he has, uh, he, he's been able to tap into, a phone conversation or, or a conversation that is going to play out at the end of this podcast right after uh, some of the uh, outro music. So be sure to stick around for that. Um, it, it's hilarious. And it, it's actually a couple of conversations. The next one is going to play on something me and him are recording later on. So so it, but but check that out. Andrew Bellows fucking hilarious. Um but but check that out. We're going to go ahead. Uh that that's enough of me prefacing this uh this podcast. We're going to get into the meat and potatoes of this here podcast. It's me and AJ from what we going to do uh talking about just like I said, it's it, it, it's hard to really categorize it into just one thing. You you you'll hear it. Um, it's it's a, a lot about the male psyche, but you guys will get a lot of enjoyment out of this. Um, I promise you. So, go into that, and then uh, we're gonna go into our music actually, and then on the other side of that music is gonna be that conversation. Then of course, after that, 
you're gonna hear my voice again just telling you guys bye and i love you and all that good stuff but let's go ahead get into this music which should start now i'll see you on the other side Ladies and gentlemen, I got to welcome you guys to the special Stay Woke segment. And, uh, you know, after the podcast last week where we had uh, Dr. Earlise Ward on, where we talked about depression and uh, a little bit of the superwoman syndrome and how depression affects black men, I kind of wanted to, to bring another segment on board to where it kind of supplements that, not all the way, but it definitely does some. And that is talking about men black men being able to be vulnerable what's the difference between being vulnerable and being open and i I brought i wanted to bring a guest along who a i know is very well versed i listen to his podcast you guys should all check it out at the end of this but i want to welcome aj to the awakened soul what's going on aj what's up man what's up what's up look i I appreciate this is you know what my 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 third little little podcast feature, man, and I'm I'm excited, man. I'm looking forward to this conversation because I, I know you uh you get into it. I feel like I'm gonna be challenged. <laughs> I definitely try to get into it, man. I, I I I'm not good at having like surface level conversation. It's a personality flaw, so I almost try to go deep deeper into everything. Which yeah, people have issue with that, but you know what? That's me. I embrace it. <laughs> already, already. That's what's up. So when you when you hear and you and you think of being vulnerable, hey, let 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 me start it off with this. Have you? I don't know you're married, but in your previous relationships, in your marriage, has have you ever been told that maybe you need to be more vulnerable? And I'll get into my personal story about that a little bit later. But but have you ever been told that personally? Uh man, it's it's hard to say. I, I, off the top of my head, I'm going to say no. Um, because I'm a cancer, you know, and I look, I don't know if you know about the Zodiac and, and how that goes, but you know, cancers, uh, I think for the most part, we, we wear our emotions on our sleeves. I mean, we, we, we kind of go through it. Now, I don't think I'm the typical cancer, but, um, I, I think I'm, I'm pretty, uh, vulnerable, I guess you could say. Okay. And, and, and that's the thing is that, um, like, and I'm getting to my personal story now, like I, I am a very emotionally controlled person I, I would say that that's and i've been told that i'm emotionally unavailable sometimes and the the thing with me is that you know i come from a military background my dad was in the army he raised me to be a certain way and i don't really think i really got in touch with how to display emotion until my son was born um yeah. so yeah I, i've been told a lot about being more being able to be more vulnerable and not being such a hard ass all the time um so yeah, and I'm a Sagittarius, which I'm, I'm hard headed as hell. But uh, so <laughs> <laughs> so like okay, so I mean you you being very open, I know it, it's part of your personality. At least that's that's kind of what I got by how you described it. Mm-hmm. But what would be? Is there any tips or anything you can you would give to someone who is trying to reach being able to be that open? I mean, I think it it comes with age. To be honest, I mean me, uh, I learned to kind of embrace my faults uh at an early age i, I really want to say junior high you know i was kind of that kid that was like i i really was like mr popular like when i was in elementary 
and I went from being Mr. Popular to uh, the new kid. And when I went to being the new kid, I lost all of my little credibility. I was in a new neighborhood. I was around some different kids and I really got self-conscious. You know what I mean? Just as far as like, I'm not getting this. I'm not getting that, you know, as far as attention and girls and different things. So I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I don't really care what nobody say. I want somebody to like me for me. This is me 110%. Either you're going to like it or you ain't. So probably around ninth grade, I kind of like shed all of that fear. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do my thing. Um, you know, when, when it comes to being vulnerable, um, I grew up in a tough environment. My mom was tough. My mom really didn't show a lot of emotions. Now, she loved me, but she don't really say I love you, you know, like most moms and hugs and kiss. She did that when I was like real young. But as I got older, she being a single parent, raising a man, she really kind of got away from doing some of those things. So I'm a tough love type of guy. I'm going to show you love. I'm going to show you my feelings. I'm going to give you my emotions. But when I cut you off, that's it. And that's when I can kind of come off real cold is because, you know, I'm going to put it out there. But if you do come across me the wrong way, I can shut off real quick and be done with the whole situation. Like I'm real steadfast when I make a decision. And if you get to that side, then you get to see a whole different side of me where you like, dang, can you be a little softer? Can you um, at least act like you care about me? And I can just like switch. Yeah. And that, and I guess that's my thing, too, is that I'm I'm a very much a person who like once I make a decision, like if I'm done with somebody, then I'm done. Like it, it it's that's it. Like I've cut you off. It's it's no I wonder how you're doing. It's none of that. You've been yeah. cut off. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely that, too. But for me personally, like I said, it, it took for my I think when my son was born, I definitely learn how to how to display it a little bit more because i have my son i mean he's, he's a kid you have to show mm-hmm. love to kids they they don't understand you right away the fact of that tough love so you had to find a balance between that but especially when my daughter was born when my oldest daughter came into mm-hmm. my life like it was it was a complete complete 180 on my part um as far as like being able to communicate emotions and like tell people i love them and you know just talk to my daughter like me and my daughter to this day my oldest daughter we have some of the deepest conversations uh and i and i i do credit her um with helping me be able to display that emotion but uh yeah so i mean and here's the we got to talk about the other side of this and that is hold on hold on let me let me ask you a question real quick based on what you just said Mm-hmm. Because I know you, you talk about, you know, you know, when you had your son, when you had your daughter. So and I know you kind of touched on uh, women's opinion. So how was that? Like, how was that prior? Because, like I said, I come from a different world where my feelings is, you know, they, they were pretty much out there. Now, I know different guys, you know, they express things differently. So what type of guy were you prior to that or or you know, what do you think you, you know, you were, did, did you, were you aware that you were like that? I know you say you, you know, military kid as well. well. And that's the thing. It was normal to me. Like my dad, anyone who knows my dad, he could have, he could be having the happiest moment of his life. But if you look at his face, you would think he's ready to kill somebody. Like that's just oh, how wow. he is. So, so to me, it's, it's always been like, I, I still, 
like I'm I'm able to communicate my emotions better, especially with my family and my loved ones. But as far as like seeing them on my face, I'm still like almost always have the same face. Like I'm one of those people, uh, like the Kanye meme where it's like LOL and he's making the straight yeah. face. Like that yeah, was yeah, yeah. that 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 was very much me for most of my life. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it I think it, it it became a time where I I figured out okay. I'm, I'm regardless of me I've always been comfortable in who I am but mm-hmm. even now I'm more like it's it's a level of freedom in it because even when I am being extremely happy or extremely goofy playing around with my kids or you know I used to be I used to be someone who would never spark up a random conversation checking out in a line in the store with the cashier even if they were trying to make conversation I was very dry now <laughs> where, I, where I am still somewhat dry I can have a conversation with anybody like that that's something I've learned about myself is 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 to be able to be a little bit more personable because you never yeah. know how that little conversation with somebody could brighten up their day. It could mean almost nothing to you, but it could brighten up their day. Yeah. And I and I learned that by my like words of affirmation. I learned that by my kids, and I never really considered that before. So yeah, before hand, I would say I was a very even kill person. Like I was always in the same mood no matter what. Whereas now, yeah, I'm perfectly fine if I'm feel like being in the silly mood or i'm cracking a joke or whatever i i'm, I'm more comfortable in being that like it's, it's just it's some freedom in it is what i can say all right yeah okay that makes sense i got you <laughs> so uh what i was getting ready to get into is that um it, you know it's it's a stigma and i would say it's probably with all men i want to narrow it down to just african-american men or black or ethnic men but there's you, you of appearing strong all the time in front of your woman and maybe even being afraid to cry. Now I'm not saying I'm afraid to cry. I've, I just haven't cried, uh, except I think I cried when my daughter, when my daughter was born, but, uh, that that's just a little insight. I don't want to hear no jokes from that Karen from school in <laughs> life, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so how do you, and, and this, this may be difficult for you to answer because you've always been open, but like, that balance of okay i'm strong i'm the head of my family i have to display the strength but also having kind of like i I think the only way i could word is like soft strength or like uh caring strength like how do you be strong while also being vulnerable so to say or or being able to show that emotion so listen this is uh um dealing with women uh, it is is just uh, an enigma in itself, and I'm learning as I go. Uh, my friend told me, and it's gonna sound so strange, but just different things that go on with, between me and my wife, and and you know, just women in general. He said, "You know, you're dealing with a woman, right?" He was like, "Sometimes you gotta put yourself in her place," and I think, you know, I I can talk about it, and I, I you know, I go through all these different things, but when he said that. I really had to sit back and say, man, how often do I do that? How often do I kind of look outside of myself uh, and try to be empathetic and, you know, be more of a sympathizer from a woman's point of view, which is hard because I'm a man. I don't really I'm not a woman, but really just trying to think and put myself in that in that mind frame of why she could be coming off a certain way. So with women and I'll go a little bit further back. Just in general, I think that coming from my environment, you got to be tough. You know, you you got to show that that fearlessness. You 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 got to stand up. You know, you got to stand your ground and you really can't back down from what anybody is saying. Um I really had to um society 
just coming from where I'm coming from, it makes you like that. Like you can't be soft. You you can't make it out this hood. You 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 can't make it through this neighborhood. You can't uh, make it in this school if you ain't got some type of toughness to you. So I got thick skinned early, even really before dealing with women, just dealing with society and, and those expectations of being tough, being black, being street. You know what I mean? And, and I was a smart kid. So I really had to learn like, I right, I ain't no punk. You know, I know where I come from. And then, you know, just my family, they tough by nature. But again, I was raised by a woman. So coming from society, you know, and then just getting older and really having to learn um, I think that's what formed, uh, you know, where I am today as far as, you know, dealing with women and how I handle different situations. I, you know, it's just uh, constantly learning, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's life is a continual journey, like of self-discovery, I think. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm, I just turned well, not just I'm about to turn 31 now, but I turned 31 last I mean, 30 last December. And I just really realized how much about myself I'm still learning. And it it's it as a man like i feel like society puts especially a black man society puts a lot of pressure on you to be a certain way and then if you try to come out that box it's almost uncomfortable once you try to get older and try to start doing things maybe different from the people 100%. who are around you and it, it, it's it's that balance of being comfortable in that like me growing up and this this i'll turn it to another personal story i am a complete and utter nerd like it as far as the fact of i'm highly intelligent i love comic books but i was also a jock and i found myself uh, like playing down my intelligence level when i was in high school because of me being surrounded by other athletes and then being like what what do you what do you mean like what do you what do you what are you gonna join the math elite class for like what are you doing come out with us we're gonna go right. like and so it was it was a it was a time where i had a, where i was conflicted and i was like you know what I'm just going to be me. Yes, I'm a nerd. Yes, I'm smart. I'm also uh, I'm also a jock and I'm just going to literally embrace all of it. And then what I found was that I started bridging gaps of different people from people from different um, different groups that normally wouldn't hang together. Like my two best friends, one of them, one of them is a nerd like me. And the other one was is just like the typical quarterback like he he's just yeah. he was always like yeah. that but we we found a balance between our group of friends and once i started doing that like i feel like that's what's being a real leader that's what's being real strength when you don't worry about what the perception of either group is from what you do and you just you just work your own balance and you kill it like that that's that's and i try to instill that in my son now like my son's like that too he's extremely smart almost scary smart how how mm-hmm. well how how quick he takes his stuff but he loves playing basketball too and he's like okay now now it's a little bit different because nerd culture is almost makes you cool now but i've had <laughs> to tell him like just be just be you whatever however weird it is as long as you're not doing anything to purposely try to hurt anybody you're not putting anyone down right be you and people are going to gravitate towards that freedom that they see you having yeah look man me and you got a lot of parallels man (laughs) you know it's good it's good to hear you say that just even about your son and that that you acknowledge you know what you're saying in your son and yes what's cool now in the 90s was was definitely you know it was just that that wasn't a thing to do even so like it's so i talked about this you know one of my episodes just talking about how much stuff has changed to where you was kind of like an outcast if you was on the computer like what you doing on the computer you like this 
you like that? Like, man, what's, what's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's so crazy how all of that stuff was shunned. And, and when I say parallels, I'm talking about I was a jock. Um, I was smart, you know what I mean, in, in those advanced classes and all that type of stuff. And, you know, I, I was a hood kid as well. I, I always look, you know, I, I kind of call myself like a renaissance man because I was able to mingle with everybody. I was cool with the white kids, cool with the black kids, Hispanics, Asians, you know what I'm saying? I was in the smart classes, but I played sports. And then people knew me from the hood and just from gang banging and, you know, different stuff, the gang banging. You know, if you listen to, you know, my, my 30 for 30, that, that kind of getting all that gangbang stuff. But um, it, it's good because I think that our stories um, aren't often heard. Just how you went from one thing, how you were kind of used to this and how you kind of played yourself down just to kind of, you know, be more comfortable in yourself. You know what I mean? Um, I think that that's important. And I, I know earlier. I might have got off of your question, but it's man, it's real strange. You talking and I'm just like, wow, like, you know, you a lot of times you think you just kind of in this world and you don't really think, man, ain't nobody really going through the same type of walk as me. They ain't really got the same exact experiences. So it's good to, you know, kind of hear those parallels. Absolutely. And that, that's part of that's part of what I like about this podcast and that's part of what i try to do is have those conversations that people usually find difficult or or if one person hears this and they're like hey you know i just heard a podcast with two people going through the exact same thing i'm I'm going through and this is how they kind of got through it then i feel like that that's that's my job that's what having this platform is all about so yeah man hats hats off to you too because you (laughs) and and what you do in your podcast man i I can't say enough about like it's it's definitely, like I said to you before we started recording, it's refreshing to hear some of the stuff that you talk about and how open you are with with just talking about some of your shortcomings and everything else, man. You you definitely kill it. Um so yeah, I mean that that's that's what this is all about, man. Yeah. This, this is this yeah. that's 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 what using this age and everyone being connected, um through social media or through the internet like we literally have a, a way to connect with almost anybody else who has any mm-hmm. type of de- device is using that platform and using that ability to get a message out there that that people before would, would straight up feel like i'm the only person in the world who goes through this because just the people around them in their city in their in their school maybe there's not too many other people who feel the same way, who go or who verbalize that they're going through the same thing. Right. But now that we have the ability to, to connect, like me and you, two different cities, but we have the ability to have this conversation. Whereas 20 years ago, that wouldn't have been possible to for us to have this and also get it out to other people to hear the conversation. So, yeah, that, that's a joke. <laughs> it's, it's definitely dope so i mean as far as um the the topic of, and what we're talking about like with vulnerability is there anything that that left that you want to say on it that maybe we didn't touch on that you had in your head i know we've kind of veered off a couple times which is perfectly fine but i just want to make sure we didn't miss anything that you may wanted to say um i, I you know I, I think when it comes to that um again you got to be self-aware. You got to know yourself. And I know that, you know, just even with me being married, a lot of times what we do is we don't take enough time to figure out ourselves. Now, usually people, this is kind of like, um, you know, it, it it sounds like the opposite of what people do. Like, oh, well, you did all of this exploring before you got married, before you got into a relationship. You still don't know yourself. Well, I think a lot of people are just going through the motions. They aren't necessarily like, 
learning all the things that they need to learn by the time they get to a certain position. So when they do get married, when they do get into a relationship, a lot of things are going to be new. Um, I think for me, um, you have to take time to really invest in yourself, not necessarily look for uh, another person to make up for your shortcomings. You have to understand, okay, why am I this way? What household did I come from? Um, what what type of incidents happened that kind of took me on this certain path? I think we need to spend more time learning ourselves instead of, you know, as men, we do a lot of masking. We, we cover that up. We, we do. We cover it up with sports. We cover it up with, with technology. We, we get just invested in technology and we kind of disconnect from, you know, people um we we do a good job of you know just we're messing with all of these different women so that we can say oh i don't um have feelings i don't go through that you know i don't i don't get emotional i don't get attached and stuff like that but guys do you know what i mean i think that we're all human and i tell my guys this all the time men lie as much as women think we're being so honest and we're being so straightforward we aren't because we lie to ourselves. You know what I mean? We, we, we say we slept with all of these women. We say we don't give a crap about you or anybody else. We, we say a lot of things and, and our actions seem to complement that. But those things come from somewhere. Even if you're pushing that all the way down, um, they come from somewhere. I, it's just hard for me to believe that as a human, you really are that cold and that self-centered. So I think that we do a great job, you know, of just really telling ourselves a lie and then just continuing to live with that lie and push it down and push it down until, you know, something happens and we really have to, you know, allow it to come to the surface and we have to, um, you know, come face to face and deal with whatever, you know, we're doing to not just be ourselves and be normal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with everything you said there, and I mean that that it's a lot to unpack, and I and I I wonder if we should get into it. I mean, f- forget <laughs> it, fuck it, fuck it. I, I definitely want to talk like, and that's something that I think a lot of men, even years later when they're out of that phase, they don't want to admit that that phase we go through when we sleep with a bunch of women is really like you said, it's to prove a point. It's to prove that we're men. It's to prove that we don't care, but also it's to fill a void. And I think that every man goes through a time when they're becoming a man that they fill some type of void. And it could be something from your past or the way you raised. It could be just until you get the job or you're, you're in the place that you think you need to be financially or whatever. But we fill that void with trying to get, rings on our belt with the number of women we sleep do you do you agree with that i agree 100 percent, man we we don't we don't like to face our stuff man we you know what i mean we will run from it as far as we can and, and women is always trying to figure out well when you gonna settle down when you gonna put a ring on my finger when you gonna marry me and and guys are afraid you know what i mean to again to be it sounds so weird but it's like all the stuff we really shouldn't be afraid of, guys is afraid of because now they got to show their real self. They got to be vulnerable. It's like, man, I got to allow this person in. And and I know I care about this person, but I'm so tough. You know what I mean? I'm so I was raised this way. And and I, I just I learned these different things. And I know women, you know, these, these women ain't loyal. So it's just like those things, I, for whatever reason, a lot of guys, that's just kind of built into us. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and I mean, you know, people uh what's the phrase? Uh sowing your royal oats. And it's very much that. It's very much getting to a point where we I don't want to just generalize and say uncomfortable with ourselves, but until we we feel like hey, we 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 we've reached the career we want to be in. It's like, okay, what's the best thing you could do for that? I feel like men either they either do one or two things. They either sleep with a bunch of women to try to fill that void. They mm-hmm. are always out in the clubs and streets trying to prove to their boys, whatever, or it's, or we cower. And that's when you see men who completely like don't know how to operate in adult life. And they're still not growing up. Like the ones that you see that are literally still the same person from high school that they were. It's because they, yeah. they're still searching to fill that void. And because the only time that they felt like they were at the top of the food chain, was was in high school when they were quote unquote the man or the popular one, and it, it's just it's such a I I, th- I think that a lot of women don't realize how deep some of that stuff goes with us. They just feel like it's surface level, like oh it's just a man being a man yeah. or oh and, and it's right. I think it goes a lot deeper than that. Right? No, no. I, listen, I agree, man. Uh, I think I had women kind of commend me uh, on my Instagram because I talked about self care, and I adopted that from women. Just seeing women talk about that, and I essentially talked about self-care for men. You know what I mean? What we need to do to actually care for self and and, and some things that I do and our self-esteem. Um, I think that those things need work. You know, again, I learned early about those interpersonal skills, how to deal with people, how to how to shake hands and kiss babies. But oftentimes you don't learn you don't learn those interpersonal skills those those internal skills so again on the outside like you know like you mentioned earlier it's like we we come off we give this disposition and women assume this is just how men are but a lot of times there's more to that men i always say this men are simple not stupid women get that mixed up you know what i mean i think women think that we're stupid, and so we only want basic stuff. I just want ass and titties and pussy and mouth and whatever the case may be. And they like, yeah, he's simple. I need more than that. I need brains. I need this, that. No, men are simple. We're straightforward. We're honest. Now, women, you know, in my opinion, they may like to talk around a lot of things. We kind of get straight to the point. We cut out the middleman, and we're direct, and that comes off a certain way. We're not stupid, you know, by any means, but it's just like, why do we have to, you know, kind of play all of these different games? And again, I'm only saying that just to say that um, when we're dealing with women and they assume that, oh, this is just men, um, we're more complex than that. We're not just stupid, dumb men walking around. We're complex. This is just kind of what we're showing you. And, And again, that's something that we've developed. You know what I mean? That's not just you know, uh, something that's just by accident. You know what I mean? We, we had to craft that. Exactly. I mean, it, and it's, 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 it's a lot of different coping mechanisms. And I, like, like you said, men are a lot more complex than I think people give credit to. And I think even more so than we give ourselves credit for until we get older and really look back at what our journey was and realize, okay, now that I'm older, I, I'm looking at what my actions through a different lens and I see this was the real reason I decided to do that. This was the real, real mm-hmm. like, 
and and it, it's just it's humbling and it's deep but it also it's good because that's that's how you can avoid doing the same things in the future when other obstacles may come up but it also lets you know how far you've come as a man that you're able to realize that type of stuff oh man when you you know look reflection and that whole hindsight is 2020 man that's the truth you know what i mean you you can always look back and really just break down and digest stuff more so than when you're looking forward and you're just kind of going through the motion. So, I mean, I think that, you know, I think a hard head make a soft ass, man. I think that uh, if you can look back and you can learn and you can figure out how to not make those same mistakes, you know what I mean? I think that that's, that's the best thing. But again, it takes work and it's going to take vulnerability. You know what I mean? Uh, just again, speaking for us men that, we got to let our walls down. We always talk about how women are so guarded, how, how they're so this, how they're so stuck in their box. Men, we go through that same thing. It seems like our box is so much bigger than women's. And, you know, it's different. It's not necessarily bigger. You know what I mean? I, for me, I look at things differently, man. I really don't believe there's that much of a difference between men and women other than, you know, biologically, you know what I mean? I, I don't really think that, you know, things are so far apart, you know what I mean? As far as like um, just our human interactions and just the way that we do things and the way that we handle things. But again, how women come off and how men come off, that's, you know, that's the difference. But, you know, we, we have our boxes, man. We, you know, we, we have those things that, we got to break down our own walls and we got to deal with stuff of, you know, eventually, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, I mean, it, I think men and women are more alike than what either gives the other sex credit for. It's all about the methods that we go through are completely different. Mm -hmm. So kind of our methodology behind it may be completely different, but it's, it's a lot of the same struggles as far as emotionally and especially in developing emotionally um, and dealing with. Dealing with heartache and 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 insecurity, it's it's men yes. deal with it too. It's just that I think we we deal with it in a more bravado laced way um, than yes. women do, and so it, it leads it to look like we may not be going through that same type of thing just because of of we have different routes to go through. But yeah, man, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I think we we brought it all home, and you you brought it back to to vulnerability. I, I love how you linked that, since that was kind of the thing we came yeah, into yeah, the yeah. segment discussing. Yeah. Um, and I, AJ, I appreciate you taking your time out your day to really crack open this topic. And I'm sure there's there's a lot more that we could say about it, man. It's, it's just it's so deep, and I just you know, as, yeah. I, go ahead. Uh, you no, I was gonna say. Look, I I know, and I I'm like a man. Look. Cause I can go and I know, man, I know you, you can go as well. <laughs> One thing I do want to add before we transition, um, the crying thing, let me just talk about that. Let me just put it out there from my, my opinion, all of that boys don't cry stuff is some bullshit. Real. Listen, I'm gonna say it like this. I'm just going to be a hundred percent real niggas cry that look. So please, I would like for that stigma to go away. And I'm, I'm saying that because it's human nature to feel pain, to feel uh, joy, sorrow, laughter, whatever the case, that's human nature. Allow yourself to feel those things. Now, I don't think anybody should be just walking around every day crying, anybody, but that's a human thing. 
So allow yourself to kind of go through that. If you're, if you, you know, putting whatever Novocaine on that or you're numbing that chemically, you're kind of imbalancing yourself if you're not allowing yourself to really feel. And I know I still deal with that because I don't really cry. The people that have made me, if I told you, I'll tell you a few people that have made me cry recently. My wife, you know what I mean? My Just being married and dealing with different, different things. My wife made me cry. Um, some 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 other individuals I was about to mention it, but it's gonna make me get a little too. Uh, some other individuals I had that were very close to me that that passed. Those things made me cry. Everything else, I was like, man, I'm tough. I don't cry. I don't do this. I don't do that. I, you know, I was just kind of built that way to where I, you know, I, I may have started off one way, but then I kind of just, you know, cut all of that stuff off, man. I was like, tears don't help nobody. But to be honest. I think you have to let yourself feel. I've, you know, again, I'm a guy and I talk about it on social media that it's crazy how many people are just uh, insensitive and they're just numb to stuff that's going on. Like it don't make them feel nothing. It doesn't evoke anything. And for me, what happened to Michael Brown, I got some individuals around me that have the same name, Michael Brown, and that made me feel something you know what i mean and i and i let it out you know i cried about that man because that hurt me that that like hurt me and just to imagine that that could be anybody around me so for all you dudes now again i know everybody you know everything ain't for everybody <laughs> you know what i mean that's look that was my last episode just talking about that man everything ain't for everybody but allow yourself to feel that's natural to block that and to stop that that's not natural yeah and that's when it starts coming out and uh, like it's gonna come out and that and regardless if you let it come out in a cry or if it eventually manifests itself in punching a wall like it's gonna come out in some way and and what i say to people is that even if you have to go if you don't feel comfortable being emotional in front of people even if you have to wait till you get home on your own and you're sitting on your bed and you just let it out whether it's a scream or cry uh, or whatever you gotta let that emotion out you gotta let that out and it, it 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 builds in you and like that negative emotion people don't realize it it affects your health it eventually yep. will affect how you live your day-to-day life and you gotta find a way you gotta everyone has to have some form of outlet and let that outlet be constructive because some of us have negative outlets that we have yep. um but let it let it be a constructive outlet and get in get in that place like people say find your happy place and it's kind of cliche but seriously find your place where you can be emotional where you can let that all out and then you know if you have whether that's talking to somebody your dog like you may seem crazy whatever it is but find a way to let it out yep (laughs) (laughs) that's deep so uh let let's as we get ready to wrap i definitely want because i we've talked about you having a podcast we haven't mentioned it by name but let let i do want to have you um to give you some time to talk about the what we gonna do podcast which is a dope name i'm mad I, i'm mad you, you you found it before me because that, that's a dope <laughs> name that's a dope name i'm a little bit jealous of that one but uh tell us a little bit about what what made you start a podcast and what the what you ultimately want to accomplish with this podcast okay so let let me just go this way so uh, look i'm aj you know what i mean you can find me on twitter at official wwgd you can find me on instagram at what we gonna do one thing that i'll disclose here uh so for your listeners and and for my listeners because i'm going to send them your way what we gonna do it sounds 
simple enough. You know what I mean? What I wanted to do was put things in layman's terms. I didn't want to come on here, you know, come on my podcast and be talking over everybody's heads. But at the same time, I'm also not going to dumb myself down. I just want to meet people where they are. So, of course, some people are like, oh, no, it's not what we're going to do. It's what we're, what we're going to do, you know, and, and, you know, whatever the case may be. No, what we going to do. This is how I feel. This is where I'm coming from. And I want to make sure when people see that, that they think about it like, OK, this sounds like he's talking about something serious. But then why he talking like that? Why he say what we going to do? Like, why wouldn't he just say, what are we going to do? You know, I wanted to kind of evoke that. That's probably the first that is the first kind of time I didn't kind of mention like where I can, you know, just my thinking process. And there's more to the title than that. But my podcast is pretty much about everything under the sun, in my opinion, except for bullshit. I really stay away from like stuff that's popular, stuff that's going on online, stuff that's going on on TV. What you're going to hear on my podcast is pretty much me talking about social issues, uh, me talking about politics, me talking about relationships, a little bit. You're going to get some jokes. You know, I got to get these jokes off. So I'm going to try to sprinkle in a little bit of everything, but it's going to be food for the soul. I'm really here to give a different voice and show, um, you know, what, what we're doing as far as like there are other sides to how we're living and help people to get better. Like all this reality TV stuff, that's not real. So I'm coming to everybody as a real person talking about real experiences and giving you some real things that you can do and, and you can work on. And what what better can you ask from the fact that I love how when you when you're doing your podcast, you always relate it back to, to something you went through. And I think that that that's important for people to know, because you you're a lot of people who give advice, but you don't necessarily know, hey, have you applied this advice or, or have you went through it while you're trying to advise me? And you always relate it back to something personal with you. And I think that that, that helps to let people know, OK, well, you know, if, if it worked for him, even though it may not work for me. I can give it a try because I know that it, that someone else is out there tried this and, and it, it's it's proven that it works for someone. Hopefully, I'm I'm one of the people that it works for too. And it, it's <laughs> like no, seriously. And I think that's a lot of things that people like they 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 seem to think that if if advice or if they feel like advice can't be applicable to them, that somehow it's wrong. And that's not true. Like everything isn't for everyone. But you might yeah. as well open your plate up to take it all in and then you can see what works for you, but you won't know what, what works for you unless you try different things. So it, it's, it's a dope yeah, concept, yeah. man. I love the way you deliver your yeah. podcast for sure. Um, yeah, and, um, and one more thing I want to add is that, man, um, I think that we're getting away from things that help us to better our lives. I mean, when you, when you looked at like those old shows of, you know, it may have been a family matters or, you know, it, it may have been a, uh, you know, um, hanging with Mr. Cooper. It, whatever these different little shows were we were watching when we were younger, I feel like they were still telling stories. They were allowing us to see something different. They may have been giving us skills to go forward with in our lives. And I feel like now a lot of those voices are missing. We, you know, we're, we're starting to get better television, um, but it's been missing for so long and you can see it in this new generation of kids. And I would really love to uh, be a voice to bring back real people um, talking about things that can actually 
help you with your life not stuff that you can just enjoy you know what i mean it's 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 like you're not supposed to uh you're not supposed to spend all of your day just like having fun i mean people have to work people have to deal with their wives people have to deal with their kids people you know and it's like how are we bettering society by not really talking about all of that we're just looking at stuff for the uh sensationalization of it you know what i mean what's going on with the kardashians what's going on on love and hip-hop and i'm like how is that helping you with your life like for real oh man you you don't you if if you listen, I think it's my second episode I ever did. I ran it so hard on the love and hip hop culture and the fact that you have women who watch that type of shows and then want to emulate what they see there. And I don't even mean young women. I mean grown ass yeah. women who should know better. Yeah. It's 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 kind of <laughs> disgusting to me. Um but yeah, like you said, getting up those positive messages out there is important. We our generation, well, I, I don't even know if I'm older than you or you're older than me, but I can tell by how we talk, we're probably around the same generation. We grew up with shows hey, that still have messages. Thing. It's 30. You say you're going to turn 31? I just turned 30 this year. Oh, see, yeah, we're, we're right there at the same age. Uh, we had those shows that had, like, every episode kind of ended on a message with a lot of shows. Like, that was yeah. common back then. Now right. th- Nowadays, it's not like that. But like you said, it's starting to get back like that. But I think even more so than that, it's we have to take ownership over the people in our lives and teach them those messages and carry it on. Like I always say knowledge is nothing if not shared. And we, and that's the point of podcast It's the point of any type of communication. You got to pass along any knowledge yes. you share you you've gained because you can help someone not go through that same thing. Exactly. And a lot of us don't want to accept the fact that it is a responsibility. Yep. Yep. But man, we, we spent a lot of time talking. I, this this was dope, man. It, it it went off even considering it was our first time podcasting. We had a great conversation. Uh, just one more time, <laughs> one more time for the people before we go ahead and go tell tell them where they can find you. Listen, y'all can find me everywhere. It's the What We Gonna Do podcast. G O N E, iTunes, Google Play, Acast. Tune in, Podbean. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I had a Snapchat, but I wasn't posting nothing. So I had to get up off of that. I, you know what I mean? Find me wherever you can find me. Absolutely. Definitely check him out. <laughs> what we going to do, I listen to it, so you should too. We are out. Thank you for listening. All right. Hopefully everyone enjoyed that. Hopefully you guys got a lot out of that. Like I said, it was a, a fun conversation to have. Um, with AJ and we look forward to you know having the part two of that over on his podcast so definitely check that out I promised you guys last week that we had something special and that was Andrew Bello was able to hack into a conversation between Ted Cruz and the POTUS the president of the United States Donald Trump um it, it, it I, what's left to be to be said let's let's get right into that not calling you god emperor anyway it's me ted ted cruz lion ted my my father killed jfk no no sir that that's not a confession no no sir my, my wife isn't as attractive as yours mr president i'm here to extend an olive branch and to give you some advice so uh, mr president respectfully sir there's uh 
no easy way to say this, but sometimes you just gotta know when to shut the fuck up. Hey, Mr. President, oh, sir, I'm over here. Sir, I need you to focus. Anyway, um, why do you have to pick on John McCain and Jeff Flake and, and Bob Corker? I mean, I get it, they, they all suck, but Corker and Flake are leaving office soon, and McCain's, uh, well, he's about to leave life, probably sooner rather than later. I, I, I would say that you, you don't want to be the guy that says something terrible about him before he passes away, but I'm, I'm pretty sure you already have a nasty tweet saved away in your drafts for when he does kick the bucket, so I'm, I'm just gonna move on. Uh, the Gold Star family's bad. Come on. I know uh, that the Khan family think that was sort of a trap. Uh, he was in bed with the Clintons. He helped set up her illegal server. Uh, he was totally parading around his unnaturally submissive wife to, to beat you. It was obvious from the get-go, but Sergeant Johnson's family, sir, like, really? I'm, I'm sure you had the best intentions when you made the call, but because popular to contrary belief, you're, you're not actually Hitler. But uh, they already lost a loved one, a father and a husband, and a, and a brave American hero. But then... They got pulled into this political shitstorm by that congresswoman that resembles the macho man Randy Savage. And then, you, the President of the United States, tweets that they're essentially a bunch of liars. Yeah, yeah sir, sometimes you just gotta take one on the chin. This, this is one of those occasions, brah. Sorry, but, um, again, I'm sure you had the best intentions, like you said some shit. She took it the wrong way. You're, you're not the warmest, most articulate fella, so I think it's just fairly reasonable to assume that this was probably a misunderstanding, but you called the wife of a fallen soldier a liar, sir. I mean, can you see how that doesn't look good? And of course, of course he's a black guy, so um, I, I honestly think that's a coincidence, but for fuck's sake, sir, I mean, the, the head of the Washington Post is still cleaning up the splooge from his desk, from when he heard about all this. I mean, even George W. Bush handled this shit better than you're handling it, and that's that's a pretty low bar, sir. Um, again, I need to reiterate, sometimes you just gotta know when to shut the fuck up. But between you and me, I, uh, I did like the little Rocket Man thing. I, uh, I, I, I love when you pick on Schumer. He's gonna crack probably soon. You can just see it in his eyes when he's shedding those crocodile tears and spouting off about how you're a monster when all of his political allies are basically either senile or pedophiles. Um, anyway, uh, job, job numbers are good, sir. The economy's booming. Uh, e even before the tax reform, and uh, you've, you've pulled us out of some pretty terrible foreign policy deals. Uh, legal immigration has already slowed down drastically, and that's before we put the wall in. And uh, yeah, you, you put a conservative... Supreme Court Justice on the bench, that's, you know, that's good. We maybe have a couple more, God willing. Uh, sorry, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And uh, you, you've become dismantling Obamacare, you know, uh, but but you've got to just focus on the task at hand and uh, just, just let the left scream about how they hate patriotism and how they hate the First Amendment and the Second Amendment and all men and all white people. And, sir, you've already got You've already got 2021. You just gotta know when to shut the fuck up. Um, I, I beg you, sir, heed my warning. Uh, just just let Mattis talk about the military stuff. 
Let Miller talk about the immigration stuff. Let Mnuchin talk about the economy. Let Tillerson do the foreign policy thing. And let Sarah Huckabee Sanders say everything else. Uh, all you should really be doing is sending out the occasional in memory of or happy holiday tweet. Yeah, all right. Uh, Merry Christmas, sir. Yeah, I got it. All right. Um, so I, I know you're probably already tweeting and you're just going to ignore all of what I'm saying. So I broke this down and into terms hopefully you can absorb quickly. Uh, here's a list of people that you're definitely allowed to make fun of. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Amy Schumer. Marshall Mathers, Maxine Waters, uh, the NFL, uh, the the mayor of Puerto Rico, whatever whatever her name is, and uh, and Jeff Sessions, sir, uh, tell that bitch to get off of his ass and start prosecuting some people. I think you know who I'm talking about. The no no list. This is big, Mr. President. I need you to pay attention over here. Hey, oh, over here. All right, good. Um, there, there, this is a short list. Don't fuck with Gold Star families. Stop it. Just, uh, I know it's like a sickness, but just, just stop it. Leave myself and Rand Paul alone. Uh, just, you know, generally conservative people. Just, just leave us alone. We're, we're trying, sir. We're trying to deal with this just shitstorm that you've brought upon us. I mean, we were, we were doing something and then you just came out and started yelling about Mexicans and it's just, it's not, it's not a good look for the party, sir. And, um, last but not least, do not make fun of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, if he runs in 2020, he, he'll probably lay the smack down on you. So, um, again, shut the fuck up. Keep pushing on Schubert. Rocket Man's cool. Leave The Rock alone. Um, uh, that's all I have to say, sir. You have a good day. No, no, no. Mr. President, I'm, I'm not going to drop and give you 20. That's, that's not how this works. Um, goodbye, sir. The Andrew Bello. I don't know how he does these things. I don't know if he uh, is he rushed. No, he's not rushing. He's Italian. But um, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. That that was funny. We got another one coming um, next week as well. He was actually able to tap into a conversation with Hillary Clinton. Be be prepared for that one. Um, nonetheless, that has been the awakened soul for this week. Um, a little bit different. We only had the one segment. Um, so you know we're, we'll get into. Um, I, I was so here's 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 my thinking behind some of the changes of the awakened soul is that um while I love having different segments on each episode, sometimes it's not always possible just because of the length, especially if we're talking about specific topics. It goes long, and I'm trying to stop from giving you guys the two hour plus podcast that i was giving you before so um you just may get more episodes during the week for example this week this week including this one you're getting three episodes of the awakened soul this week three episodes of the awakened soul more more awakened soul find out what so many other people already know more ceo hayes in your life is a good thing but but again thank you so much for listening as always you can follow me at ceo hayes that's at c-e-o-h-a-i-z-e more importantly you can contact me the awakened soul pod at gmail.com that is the awakened soul pod at gmail.com i got some fun things planned and in, in, in the works for this week um like i said we got love lust and and badass soul uh, coming back to you that's gonna this is gonna be the last episode of that on this feed after that you're gonna have to go over to the specific feed for love lust and badass soul which i will have together and start putting in the descriptions i'll tweet out 
be prepared. That's going to be a fun show. Um, what else do we got playing? We got a Thor review coming um, with Gerald L. Cooper. We got um, special uh, because me and Bello have not got to talk politics in a long time. Uh, just not just politics, news as well. We're going to talk about uh, what's going on in uh, Hollywood with all the uh, the misconduct, sexual rape misconduct all all the creepy shit coming out of hollywood lately we're going to be talking about that as well as some politics that's going to be its own episode uh later in this week as well so a lot of the awakened soul this week a lot of a lot of deep content like i said a lot of it can go pretty long so uh yeah be, be on the lookout for that this has been the awakened soul we're gonna get uh go ahead and and send you guys out on one of my favorite songs from that sam smith album that i talked about a little bit a little bit earlier so I love you people. Thank you so much for listening as always. And uh, I'll see you guys in just a couple of days. Maybe one day I won't sing about you. I'll sing a song about someone new. But right here, right now, you are on my mind. And I think about you all the time I'm sending a message to you And I'm hoping that it will get through When it was good, it was bittersweet, honey You may be sad till I love the shade of Awakened Soul, a podcast brought to you from the mind of CEO Hayes.